Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Rade. And I'm Dimitri, and this is Respectfully, a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Now, before we kick off the show, let's talk a little bit about how you all can support us. If you would like to show support through monetary gifting, you can send donations through Cash App at respectfully dollar sign respectfully MT. You can also show us support by sharing our podcast on social media, tagging at respectfully MT, rating the show, and writing reviews just to let us know you're listening and enjoying the show. Thanks for that. All right, fam. So for today's episode, we're discussing taking care of your own feelings, even when you feel like others have not been living up to your expectations. Before we jump into this, I just want to make sure that we acknowledge the good news of being able to manage our own expectations and feelings. Disappointment is defined by sadness or displeasure caused by non-fulfillment of one's hopes and expectations. We often face disappointment when we are invested in an outcome or just invested in a person that we care for. Great point. And another way to identify disappointment is a feeling of loss, an uncomfortable space, or a painful gap between our expectations and reality. We can also experience disappointment due to overestimation of self and ability, depending on the task at hand. Disappointment can disrupt the balance of our well-being, causing the brain to believe we are unworthy of certain expectations, even when that is untrue. Now, some ways to heal through disappointment are by connecting with others to discuss the situation, reviewing all of the positives and lessons learned in the moment, and maintaining an open mind to new experiences due to this moment of disappointment. Thanks for that, friend. Also true. Okay. So, y'all, as we, you know, can see, we are doing a episode about disappointment. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, before we start getting into, you know, asking each other questions and everything, I just want to make sure that even though this episode can be about some quote unquote negative or challenging things, we're always about overcoming. So. Absolutely. With that being said, first question for you, friend. As a therapist. What would you tell a client that told you they're constantly being disappointed by their loved ones? Trade a man for a new set. I'm just playing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. So first, I would kind of like what we just kind of talked about a little bit. I would inquire, okay, well, what are the expectations? What's the disappointment that we're dealing with? Because ultimately, you know, sometimes we have high expectations for ourselves and we end up projecting those onto other individuals. And, you know, one thing I kind of noticed just even within my own personal life and working with clients is that, you know, we sometimes more often than not, expect others to approach situations um, the same way we would. And that's not always the case, which could ultimately lead to disappointment. So, you know, like I said, without knowing the specific, dis- uh, you know, item of disappointment, 
um, you know, ultimately it's really just kind of reviewing what those expectations are, making sure that those expectations are realistic um, and reasonable. Um, and then going from there, um, then I think, you know, once we figure that out, then most of the work is really just, you know, uh, supporting the client with modifying their own approach or their thought process behind these expectations that they have on other people versus, you know, what's fair, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. How about you? That definitely makes sense. Um, I think I would definitely first take the moment to process with them what they're feeling. I don't necessarily think I have clients that come to me and immediately right after right out of the gate say I'm disappointed by my loved ones, you know? Right. I think normally they're kind of starting with a problem, but I typically recognize the disappointment. And so being Mm -hmm. able to help them to identify the emotion first, and once they're able to identify it, um, I think that helps us put into perspective a little bit the expectations that they've placed after Mm -hmm. they recognize the emotion is disappointment. Um, And so I would also, you know, guide them through, looking at, you know, third-party perspective. You know, if you were mm-hmm. outside of the situation, looking in, looking at how you feel, how the other person may feel, and what they're mm-hmm. saying to you right now. Because I think when we experience disappointment, it's hard for us to even hear what the other person is saying because right. we already feel like they wronged us or betrayed us or anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I would move through that process a bit, especially to have some compassion for the other person because recognizing that we're all human. <laughs> is a thing and amen also you know getting to the ultimate goal of the conversation would then be getting to the point where the client and i are able to discuss when we care about people or when we have expectations based off of things that we value you will be disappointed at times because everyone does not think the same everyone Mm -hmm. does not feel the same and ultimately it puts us in a position to be able to look at other people's perspective, but also still get to like, how can you take care of yourself in this moment, feeling disappointed, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And that's where I would ultimately get to with that, with the client. Yeah, I vibe with that. You know, um, I'm glad you, you you talked about the processing part because I kind of just uh, <laughs> bypassed that a little bit. But yes, <laughs> you do have to process what they're feeling and help them identify the emotion, which is ultimately um, leads back to disappointment. But um, I hashtag retweet all of those things um, that my friend just said. Um, so, Rade, do you typically find yourself disappointed by yourself or by others and how do you think value systems impact when disappointment shows up? Is it a them problem or a you problem? Uh, both. Facts. Because <laughs> who's going to take it's all the a, blame? Right. It's, <laughs> Hello, it's a both of our problem. No facts. <laughs> right. But no. Um, so I think I typically find myself disappointed in others. I think I'm able to give myself a bit more grace because I understand where I am in my process, Mm -hmm. um, which is great for me, not great for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I tend to definitely give other people grace. I think it just takes me a little bit longer because I ultimately I'm not experiencing what they're experiencing. You know, I'm experiencing Mm -hmm. my feelings. And my experience with 
disappointment. I think when it comes to other people, my value system tends to show up because of consideration, right? Like I think disappointment comes when I feel like I wasn't considered. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to other people, I think when mm-hmm. it comes to myself on a personal level, disappointment comes when I set too high expectations for myself and I don't do as well as I thought I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that can look the same for other people because I'm typically going off of people's words, you know, what are they saying they're going to do? How are they mm-hmm. saying they're going to behave or just past actions, you know, them being consistent right. with that. And then when they kind of go off track of that from what they were saying or what they were simply doing, um, I definitely get disappointed because a lot of the time I'm thinking, where did this come from? I wouldn't have responded that way, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um and so I think my value system comes into play again when, when it comes to the consideration aspect. Like I try my best to consider, you know, others and how it could impact them, mm-hmm. how things could impact them. And I would prefer if they did the same with me. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I feel what that. about you? So, you know, my cousin had this saying, you know, everybody's not you. Um, and that just like the first thing that comes up to mind because, you know, in my mid twenties around that time, I used to struggle with this a lot and felt like, you know, disappointed a lot by others. Um, but you know, I had to take a step back and, and I eventually realized, okay, well, there's going to always be a baseline level of expectations that I have, um, which is, you know, consideration, empathy, you know, treating me with respect, you know, things of that Mm -hmm. nature, um, honesty, um, loyalty but outside of that everything else that's my stuff like you know what are those are those expectations for me or are those for everyone around me and then also asking myself is it fair for me to put those expectations on others um just because it's something that I would do or that's what I'm expecting of myself so you know and that which will also lead to disappointment in myself um cuz back then I'd be like okay well maybe I'm approaching this the wrong way, or maybe, you know, these not the right people that should be around me, things of that nature. When all in all, it was a lot of my own high expectation that I was projecting onto them. And, you know, it's like, it's a us problem. So it wasn't just me, but at the same time, you know, ultimately, you know, they were doing what they were doing, but I still had my same level of expectations um, that I feel are universal. Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I show grace, you know, to myself now and also more grace to others. I really don't have, um, one thing I did is I removed a lot of those expectations, one that I had on myself that were unrealistic, um, to ensure that I wasn't not only, you know, making things harder on myself, but not also projecting that onto other people. Um, so to be honest, I don't really have much expectations for other people um, outside of those foundational things that I said. So everything else is what they're bringing to the table and me accepting them for what they for who they are and what they bring to the table. And then at that point, it's my choice to either sit at the table or go ahead and find me a new restaurant, you know? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> how I look at it now. But um, it did used to be a struggle. Um, and, you know, one thing that, you know, I used to do is I 
used to internalize everything. Like everything was on me. Everything was my fault. And, you know, maybe I could have did something better and, and, you know, taking all of that weight and putting it on my own shoulders when in reality, it, this is human to human interaction and right, the other person right. going to do whatever it is that they want to do, regardless of what I expect or not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, moving from focusing on the expectations and focusing more on the behavior because nothing's going to be more honest than that person's behavior, including mm-hmm. my own. You know? Right. You know, I definitely agree with the foundational pieces. And I think like for me, when it comes to disappointment, that is usually why I'm disappointed because like the normal, respectable human contact <laughs> that you would want to maintain with people you care about, right? Like, cause usually right. I'm not disappointed by people I don't know. I'm never even getting disappointed by people not following through what they're going to do for themselves. Yeah. If you want to do it, okay. I'm most disappointed with the lack of consideration, empathy, all of the foundational pieces that you were saying, like when it involves me or mm-hmm. honestly somebody else, you know, like if yeah. I have a loved one and and they're not showing those things, I'm like, dang, like I wish, you know, Right. You would also be like, considered damn, the other people, person. Like you should know better. You should know better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and I think that definitely leads to disappointment. So I definitely agree with you 100% because it's lessening expectations for other people is great. I'm so thankful that I wasn't like, you know, the have the internalizing type, so to speak, that mm-hmm. like, oh, everything is now on me mm-hmm. because I think that would have been very hard. Yeah, to like even be able to move through and let go of, yeah, and exactly. so, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I think it's amazing that you were able to recognize that and grow through that because it's hard when you always see yourself as a problem, and then to kind of find that balance between, okay, so are they all the problem, and then how can mm-hmm. we both share the blame and I still be okay? You know right, what I mean, right? right. And just and even just looking at like, okay, and not even necessarily, you know, feeling like the problem, but not knowing, you know, that whole saying is knowing a hole, then when the fold, you know, mm-hmm. basically knowing like, okay, Dimitri, you've done enough, sit your ass yeah. down, you know, let that situation <laughs> go, that. like you know, because at the end of the day, you know, I think another layer to it is we do have expectations, but especially if it's someone you know you care about, you love, extending that grace, you have to be a careful with that because it's one yeah. thing to extend grace versus you know make um internal excuses and then you start pouring more of yourself into a situation where you need to go ahead and fold and get you a new hand mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so that's what yeah. it, you know that's the that was the biggest struggle you know there is really just saying okay Demetri, you've done enough you know it's okay what you've done you know and it's okay to not do any more because of those behaviors that you notice, not the expectations, but all of that was a journey. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. I know that, you know, at the end of the day, as long as I'm treating people the way I want to be treated and I don't have any of my friends or loved ones coming to me saying, hey, I feel like I feel like X, Y, and Z or that you did X, Y, and Z, then I feel like we Gucci. 
Now, if you right, bring right. something to the table, then okay, let me let's go ahead and talk this through, and let's figure out where this came from. Why? What? Right. The, you know, let's figure out. You know, what was my role? Whether it was intentional, unintentional, conscious or subconscious, that led to you feeling this type of way. You know, type mm-hmm. of situation. But as far as overall expectations outside of those foundational things that we just talked about, I don't really have any because, at, like I said, I'm just going to accept you for who you are. But I am going to lean into my options, which is: Do I want to deal with this? Do I want to work through it with you or, you know, am I going to chuck up the deuces like Chris Brown, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because the baseline things are, I think, the expectations that we tend to hold with people. Mm-hmm. And I think especially as I'm no longer the um, cutoff queen, that those expectations are held to a high regard for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it comes to interacting with people that I actually care about. So, yeah. yeah. And, and and it's like you said, the the value systems. I think that's that's the key the key part there. So when we say baseline, you know, expectations, we're really referring to what Rade said earlier, which was our value systems, what we stand for, what is basically our line in the sand, because we should all have boundaries, you know, about mm-hmm. who we are, our character and how we approach life. And we, of course, we don't have the view things the same, but there's going to be some non-starters, of course, and some boundaries um, that we should all have in place to make sure that, you know, somebody doesn't end up hurt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think just at the end of the day, and I, I think I can appreciate calling it the value system instead of expectations, because expectations, I don't want to place on you, right? But I am expecting you to value the relationship that we have. So, mm-hmm. Please utilize your value system when you're dealing with me, as I'm using Correct. mine when I'm dealing with you. Or you can expect me to slam the door in your face, not slam, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll just slam. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. So what are some of the warning signs or physical symptoms you experience when disappointed? Oh, okay. That's a... Interesting question, a little tricky. Now, I don't know if I could say I could pinpoint any physical symptoms, but definitely um, increased sadness. So, you know, um, not to the point of depression, but sadness to the degree of loss. So it's almost kind of like, you know, if you're disappointed or let me talk about me, if I'm disappointed, then it feels like a loss because now, you know, I have to accept what just happened. Meaning that, you know, if this is something that you've done to me, then I have to accept that that's just a part of who you are or the situation. Um, And then from there, I have to decide if, you know, I want to continue in the same way or move with you the same way we were moving before, or if I have to put up another boundary between us because to protect myself. And then, you know, but that's a very hard situation because if I... If we, let's just say we vibe, we rock, we tell each other everything. And then some, something that I told you in confidence comes back from a mutual friend. Now I'm feeling some type of way. Now, you know, if I decide that, you know, I still value our friendship enough to extend grace and forgiveness, but how am I going to 
you know, work through or feel comfortable sharing something with you on that level again, or if I will ever get to that place again to share something like that with you because of, you know, that value system being negatively impacted or there was a a, a disappointment um, regarding um, a, a, what should have been or what was perceived as a mutual um expectation of one another when when sharing you know our lives with each other um let's see um some anger um but really resentment that's the big one mm. so sadness and resentment um and then it could be a little you know a little disappointment in my towards myself you know like you know a little self-deprecation, you know, not Mm -hmm. severe, but enough to say, okay, well, you know, when things happen to us, we always, you know, turn inward and we're like, oh, okay, well, you know, how could I have missed this? Or what could I have done different? Um, Or, you know, um, re-affirming or perpetuating um, negative beliefs. Like, see, I said, see, I told you that's why I don't trust nobody. Or, you know, I knew I shouldn't have told anybody. And, you know, I can never find somebody I trust when in reality. Yeah, that's self-fulfillment prophecy. Right, exactly. When in reality, all this shit, all these relationships, family, friends, romantic, all this is, is, it's a, um, how do I want to call it? It's, it's a, um, I ain't gonna say Russian roulette, <laughs> but you're gonna win some and you're gonna lose some. It's the moral of the story. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's no perfect relationships and every relationship is not gonna work out or every relationship that you start is not always gonna end the same way. Sometimes they get better and sometimes they become stagnant, you know, and sometimes you have someone who, you know, was a good friend and now they're an acquaintance or someone who was once an acquaintance and you really didn't even think twice about deepening the connection and now you find yourself with a, with a whole new best friend you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so you know i think um you know connection and relationships are on the spectrum um but yeah how about you i think it's well first of all i want to say i think it's really cool to hear that your warning signs are being able to identify the other emotions that are attached to the Mm -hmm. emotion of disappointment because i mean everyone doesn't have that one emotional maturity or intelligence to be able to say, okay, I'm also feeling these other feelings and that is Mm -hmm. typically linked to the disappointment. Mm -hmm. And so how am I going to take care of this? You know, like, I think that's really good. That's awesome. And before, and y'all, that's not just because I'm a therapist. Like that was, I did some damn work. work. Yeah. work, (laughs) And it was not easy, but yeah, I'm sorry. But I just wanted to let it be known. Like it ain't just because I went to school for this. It's definitely because I did the work and it was challenging. Yeah. 100%. Um, okay, so for me, I definitely some of my warning signs are other emotions. Um, grief, like you were saying, the loss, feeling like I'm I'm losing something, losing a, a special connection with someone or a significant relationship, you know, mm-hmm. because of a situation. Mm-hmm. I find myself in those moments, I definitely cry. Sometimes I'll like weep because it feels like okay, I'm recognizing this relationship may not ever really be the same. Mm. Or, you know, maybe it will be, but for right now, it's not going to be. And so you're going to be missing out on, you know, a certain kind of love that you would probably receive from that person or, you know, Mm. connection that you would have with them. So yeah, crying is definitely in the books, girl. Um, And, you know, I typically do it, you know, alone in the shower kind of thing, just so I can 
have the moment for myself to actually feel what I'm feeling because it's not about them at that point. You know, now it's me taking care of my own feelings. Right. Um, and so some other things I notice um, when I experience disappointment is the feeling of um, or the urge of wanting the person to change their mind mm. about whatever decision they made. Good point, Fran. Good point. And as soon I've as I have that as well. <laughs> yeah, like, and as soon as I have that feeling, I'm like, mm, I'm going to take a step back from this. And make sure I also communicate to the person, I am not expecting you to make any changes right now. Right. You know, like, I'm not expecting you to make any changes. I just want to express how I feel. So, because it puts me in a position of accountability of when you are expressing yourself to them, because you're going to let them know how you feel. When you're expressing yourself to them, make sure you know and they know that this is not an attempt to modify or ask them to make any changes to their behavior that needs to be on their own in their own introspection, their own reflection, if they right. want to make any changes. But I'm say right in their own will. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And they want to. If they don't, then they don't. That's you know, that's them and it's again for me to deal with me. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, those I think those are really like the warning signs, especially when I start to have like the urge to wanting them to like make a different decision to like mm-hmm. make me feel better ultimately. Like mm-hmm. because if the person makes the decision that I wanted them to make or that I was quote unquote expecting them to and all of that stuff, honestly, at that point, they're just doing it because I've told them that they've hurt me sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And let me, let me not say that only that's the only time it'll happen, but more of the time they'll do it only because of, you know, me saying, okay, my feelings are hurt or I'm disappointed in how this worked and the value of that relationship. Position, right. And this puts me in the position again of just being disappointed in the same way, just a different situation because one, right. you didn't learn, you know, anything Two, I didn't learn anything and <laughs> right. now we'll be back in the same cycle. So yeah. Right. But Those you know what, signs. when you, the, so I'm so glad you said something about crying because, you know, this a whole, I think this is a whole n- another episode, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I, it takes a lot for me to cry. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't used to, honey. When I said you could probably poke me, honey, and I the wrong way, and I cry. You know, when I was little, you know, and I kind of talked about this in the previous episode a little bit, but you know, being called like a water bag or don't be a crybaby mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you know, like I said, I had you know someone who um, whose whose opinion I valued um, very much, and you know, we were. Cl- very close and and you know there was a a certain level of love and trust there and um that person literally looked at me one because i cried because you know i was hurt and that person looked me dead square in the eye and said don't cry that's weak that's a weakness and still with tears in my eyes i was just like thrown back and i'm like what so even though in that moment like my you know i knew that okay that's not right it's stuck in there somewhere you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so it takes a lot for me to cry and sometimes it's delayed sometimes it won't happen at all you know and then sometimes i you know um inadvertently stop myself mm-hmm. but i've been more conscious of that now like okay if you feel like you need to cry bitch cry <laughs> Like, go ahead and cry, you know what I mean? And and making sure I'm being conscious about not stopping myself. But, you know, I brought that up. Like, words are powerful, y'all. Please be mindful of what you say to your brothers yeah. and sisters. And when I say brothers yeah. and sisters, I mean 
people around everybody. you. Right. Everybody. Your community, your people. Because words are impactful and sometimes they last way longer than you may have even intended them to last and you may have them forgot about it but you wondering every time you see john or sally in the street they cut their eyes and they keep it moving like well damn but what i did to, mm-hmm. what i did to them yeah mind you you done told them you done said something so hurtful to them five years ago and don't you don't remember but they do because it stuck with them so just be mindful mm-hmm. of the things that you say um but yeah you know i, I also feel like that's a uh a gender thing too, like oh, okay, big oh, yeah. boys don't cry and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. So you know, it, it it's it can get heavy. So basically, brothers cry. If you ask me to cry, cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you know, like I'm glad that you're saying this. I just want to point out for anyone that may be experiencing this, even right now, you know, like you can still experience people telling you don't cry or asking why are you crying, right, in a judgmental tone that makes you feel a certain way, right. Um, I want to kind of break down a little bit what Dimitri experienced, but he experienced a lack of safety. Mm-hmm. He experienced, you know, a moment where he was being vulnerable and someone pulled him right out of it by explaining to him that this is not a safe space for you to do that. Ultimately, not in those words, right? He was pretty much told, you're not safe to do that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just going to make it worse, mm-hmm. right? Or nobody's going to care. So you're expressing something that is irrelevant at this time and understand that your tears are never irrelevant. Okay. It's cleansing for the soul. It is cleansing. We release a lot of different toxins, chemicals when we cry that help us. Yeah. That help us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so utilize your tears, utilize your tears for cleansing. Uh, because it's the body's way of cleansing itself. So emotionally. Love that. Love that. Right. Okay. So, so Fran, what are some ways you cope and take care of yourself during moments of disappointment? Um, I think I've definitely talked about this resource before. Um, so sometimes I will use a de-escalation guided meditation. I talked to you guys, mm-hmm. I think about this before. There's um, um her name is Deja Joel, and she has um some guided meditations under nurture on on Apple Music and I think Spotify. So shout out to her. But she has a de-escalation one and it takes about 15 to 18 minutes or something like that. And honestly, I think it's really bomb. It's a great way to bring you back to yourself. Um definitely showers so I can cry it out or showers just because I need a minute to like decompress, um, put my, you know, headspace in another, put my head in another space. Um, journaling can help maybe even talking to a friend or someone else that's separate from the situation, um, to not vent, but, um, to ultimately receive some of the love that I probably wouldn't receive otherwise, other than from myself. Um, and you know, maybe they can offer me a different perspective, which is more of the reason why I will talk to other people because it gives me the opportunity to say, okay, I know there are some things I didn't think about. And right now, because of my emotions, it's way too clouded for me to think about, but I trust you. So I'm going to trust you with how I'm feeling, but I'm also going to trust you with how they're feeling because a huge piece of when I'm talking to friends or family member or something about, you know, a moment of disappointment, I'm sharing all of it. I'm not just sharing my side y'all. Like I'm sharing, okay, and this is what they said. And this is what their concerns are. 
because Mm -hmm. sometimes when, you know, in those high intense emotional situations, you're not hearing everything or you're hearing Mm -hmm. it, but you're not listening to everything. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, me being able to share that with them, it allows me to listen in a different way because they're not the person that technically triggered me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, other coping skills. I try to, uh, you know, get back into my body, like the deescalation, maybe do some yoga or just some deep breathing, um, laying down and breathing it out. Mm -hmm. Um, I really think that's about it. Oh, in the beach as usual, Mm -hmm. beach is my safe place. I love being a big um, body of water. Yeah. <laughs> the beach, it puts me in a position to, you know, hear spirit, hear me, hear my higher self, and just breathe it out because you're in a space where, well, I'm in a space where um, I'm forced to look at this great big world around me and I am, oh, but so small, <laughs> you know, in this grand yeah. ocean. And mm-hmm. also water, you know, Water and emotions go hand in hand. So being mm-hmm. able to watch the waves ebb and flow, just like my emotions will, can usually move me through something. So nice. All those good things. Um, you know, bodies of water is definitely one for me. Um, and it just uh being there and seeing the waves and and especially um I guess anybody of water, but when um, I notice the most meaningful is like when it's when I'm up high, meaning like I'm on a bridge, um, mm. meaning that I can't walk into the water, but I can see just it's endless. The state. And yeah. Yes. And I feel so connected to God in those moments. I like, look at God. I like, look at how powerful God is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's just, <laughs> it's so, con- it's so connecting a spiritual, spiritual, um, a spiritual moment for me. Um, but one of my main things is uh, spending time in my sacred space. And when I say my s- sacred space is, you know, it's it's my home, but just kind of, you know, putting my phone on D&D or do not disturb and just mm-hmm. chill with me. Just vibe with me. Do what I mm-hmm. want to do. If I want to, you know, lay on the couch all day, I'm going to lay on the couch all day. If I want to lay in my bed, I'm going to lay in my bed. You know what I mean? Just doing, you know, going with the flow of of how I'm feeling, accepting mm-hmm. whatever it is that I'm feeling, processing whatever it is that I'm feeling, making sure that I'm in the space where I'm not rejecting anything that I'm feeling so that I can make sure that I'm actually processing and, and moving through it in the in the most effective way I can. Um, journaling is one. Um, I'm very big on aromatherapy. So, you know, I I have a whole bunch of aromatherapy oils, (laughs) lotions, candles, like it just puts me at a different space. Um, Pouring love into myself, you know, reminding myself of who I am as a person, you know, reminding myself of where I've come from and my resilience and, you know, and regardless of what I've gone through, how I'm still able to pour love into other people, including Mm -hmm. myself. Um, and one of the, another big one, oh my God, I think that's the first, well, <laughs> outside of a person, I think the first thing that I ever fell in love with, um, outside of my, uh, my mom and my grandmother, um, and the family, of course, is music. Music mm-hmm. is just Oh so, my God. Yes. How could I forget? <laughs> I don't, it just, <laughs> and, it, it, and it doesn't have to be, you know, what well, R&B is my first love, but you know, but, but gospel, that's, that's my jam right there too, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially when I want to feel, you know, connected and, you know, it's something so powerful about being, realizing and being in a moment where you realize that there's something bigger than you. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and music does that for me. Um, especially gospel music. And then, you know, my R&B, you know, that just put me in, my, in, in just in a good vibe and a good feeling. And, you know, child, uh, look, I, um, I had a whole bunch of playlists on my phone for different vibes and different moves. This one say, yes. uh, hashtag vibe and chill, hashtag F that. Eh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I have, you know, and then I have hashtag, you know, I love the Lord. Um, so, you know, it just, <laughs> it just depends on what space I'm in. But music is a very good, um, <laughs> a very good uh, coping skill um, for me. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you know, <laughs> yes, I don't, I can't believe I left out music. You know what I will say? I named a whole bunch of things, you know, because I, that's just my list. That's like a list of coping skills. I didn't mention mm-hmm. like reading, but reading is a huge one. Definitely prayer, mm-hmm. music, all this stuff. But right. more importantly, I want whoever is listening to just consider whatever puts you in a state of flow to be in mm-hmm. your body, to feel yep. whether that's praying, whether that's reading, whether that's walking, whatever mm-hmm. it is that helps you actually like process what is happening for you and what's showing mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. go ahead and do that. The healthy thing. Okay. Right. Don't fight Not, it. Don't, don't fight it by trying to numb it. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like actually move through it. The only way Ooh. to get through it is to get through it. Mm-hmm. Can't go over it. Can't go around it. Because it's just going to show up again. Um, and so, yeah, we named all kind of things, you know, and I love yeah. what, how Dimitri started it, which was like, just do whatever I feel like I need to do. Sometimes I even check in with my inner child, like, mm, girl, is six year old or 10 year old Rade showing up right now? Uh, listen, like, right. <laughs> like, <For real>. <laughs> like, I'll check in, but, and usually at, at this point in my life, the answer is usually like, eh, not so much, mm-hmm. but I still check in with myself, like, okay, well, Rade, what do you need? And you know, a girl loves a good boba trip. So, anyway, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> oh, I haven't had boba in a while. I need to go and um, get my entire life. Um, but, but you know, the place that I like. Uh, matter of fact, the place that we um, that we used to go together. That's by USF because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know I don't live that close there anymore. But that's my favorite spot. But I just cannot get they there as often as I want. And everything. Oh, for real. Mm-hmm. Like they, I Maybe I'll treat off... myself this weekend. Yes, because they're good. Wow. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> okay. Okay, fam. So now let's move on to our Earth Lesson of the Week. Uh, disappointment can and will occur in many different settings. Remember to give yourself and others grace. Then take care of yourself by giving yourself what you need. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Remember to follow us on Instagram at respectfullymt and send your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Until next time, fam. Peace, y'all. Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. therapist.